Good morning. All right, here we go. So, this is not going to be a sermon. It's going to be a vision casting monologue. I was going to call it a dialogue, but it's really not a dialogue because I'm not going to let you talk. So, it's going to be a monologue. You have to listen to me um, as you do on Sundays. And I just want to say this before I get into uh, vision for 2019 and, and beyond. I just want to thank Pastor Freddie for last week's message. He did a phenomenal job. It was, uh, I've heard you preach many, many sermons, and I have to say that was uh, one of the best I've heard you preach. It was a very good, very good message. And you know, what's amazing is, is that, from my perspective, that's what I felt, uh, and what's amazing is that he was sick. Isn't that what happens whenever you're not feeling very well? That the Lord just takes over and does his part, which is what we have, which is what we need anyway, right? Um, so thank you, Brother Freddie, for preaching last week. And we are going to kick off the year, first message of 2019. I just want to share my heart about where we are as a church and where I believe we're headed. Uh, but do you know that this year will mark 40 years for Living Word Church? 40 years for Living Word Church. We were established in 1979, so 2019 will make 40 years. I'm not sure of the, of the exact month. I think June, maybe June of this month, of this year, will make 40 years we've been in, in, in existence. And that means a lot. That means a lot. That we, this is not a church plant. This is not a church that's been in existence for four or five years. This is a church where people have brought their families and have raised kids, and that these kids are attending the church. And that those kids have kids attending the church. That's an amazing thing to see in the life of a church. We've been here for 40 years. We've seen 40 years of faithfulness. I I have been a part of about a decade of those 40 years. But some of you here, you've been a part of all 40 of those years. And everything in, in between that. But we've seen God's faithfulness for 40 years. We've seen 40 years of children, of families being raised in the gospel. We've seen 40 years of marriages that have been maybe struggling and on the brink of divorce that have been restored. And as, as, as a result, families restored. We've seen 40 years of lives being changed. We've seen 40 years of people who were lost, had no hope in this life, and they come and they've heard the gospel of Jesus Christ preached. They've been been born again, they've been baptized, they've been plugged in, they've been discipled, they've matured in their faith, they've become bold witnesses. Forty years of that pattern, the gospel being preached, people's lives being changed, marriages being healed, lives being changed, families being restored, over and over and over again. Forty years of God's faithfulness. God's word's been taught for 40 years. Believers have matured. Ministries started. Think about that. Think of the ministries that have been started over 40 years. The different ones. And, and, you know, that's what's amazing about a church is that God, the reason that God brings a church together, that a church is founded and is started, is for the purpose of the furtherance of the gospel. The reason the church is started is not so we can come together and kind of lick each other's wounds once a week. It's so, that, it's so that we can come together and worship a, the, the God that we love together in unity. Then we can grow together in our faith 
and so that we can further the gospel in the realms of influence that the Lord's given us. And that has taken place. Think of the different ministries that have started that have impacted lives throughout this community. Tens of thousands of lives have been impacted through Living Word Church for 40 years. Our community has been impacted because of the power of the gospel. You know, Living Word Church in our community has a reputation of being a church that preaches the gospel and is consistent and is faithful and is steady. That's why I came. That's why I came about 10 years ago was because, well, this year we'll make 10 years. We came in 2009. And that's why I came. I'd never been to Living Word Church and I didn't want to go to Living Word Church because everyone went to Living Word Church, right? So when you left the church, uh, leaving churches are difficult when you leave a church. It's hard because relationships tend to be broken when that happens. And so I didn't want to leave, but I knew God was calling us on. And, and I knew that people that had left had come to Living Word. And I'm like, if I go over here, it's just another person coming to Living Word. And, but we, we came. I told my wife, I said, uh, we're, we're just going to go. We, we, we're going to show up. I'm not going to look at any other church yet. We're going to Living Word Church first. And I remember that first service in 2009. I walked in on Bow High, and I just couldn't quit laughing and smiling. I was like, this is it. I'm not going anywhere else. We, need, we didn't look at another church. We didn't go visit another church, and we've been here since. And I could have never imagined I'd be standing here talking about it as the pastor. That's how crazy all this is, right? But, but, but that's why we came, because Living Word Church had that reputation, that, that, that God's Word is taught, it's faithful, it's steady, it's a place you can bring your family and raise your kids. Not, not throwing shade on any other church in the community, but God has uniquely positioned our church for, for that. And so that's why, that's why we came. That, that's why you're here. That's why other people are going to come. And so it's 40 years of faithfulness. But I, I believe that we all know what the answer to why that has happened is because of God's faithfulness. It has nothing to do with a man. It has nothing to do with, with Pastor Rene and, and his innate ability to, to cause all that to happen. It's because God is faithful. It's because God cares more about the purpose of the gospel than we will ever care about it. I'm passionate about the gospel, but God so loved the world that he sent his son for the purpose of the gospel. And so it's not because of man that we are where we are. It's because of God and his faithfulness. He is good and he is faithful. And so I just want us to reflect for a moment on God's faithfulness for 40 years and, and, and just remember that, that we are here as a church because of the sacrifices that people have made and surrendering to what God has called them to, to do. That is why we're here, because of what they've done, but ultimately because of what God has done, because he is faithful. And I, I believe that we find ourselves at a critical moment in the history of our church and in the world. So we're at a critical moment in the history of our church and in the world. And I want to talk about those two things. Why is it critical for our church and why is it critical for the world? And after I talk about that, we're going to get into some, some, some practical things that we're going to do in 2019 uh, to see God's purposes move forward. But why is it critical in the life of our church right now and then secondly in our world? Well, first, it's critical in the life of our church because we have a new pastor. It's critical in the life of our church because we have a new pastor, because there's a new leader of the church. That's why it's critical, because something's going to happen. Something has happened, 
And something will continue to happen because that's what happens when you have a new leader. You move forward with a, with a new vision. You, you move forward and, and the life of an organization or a life of a church will take on the tendencies and the personality and the feel of the new leader. And so we're in a critical moment because we have a new leader. And so here's what I want to say about how I see myself. Because I did not take over the senior leadership of a church that had only been in existence for a few years, because I took over the senior leadership of a church that's been established for 40 years, I see what God's called me to do in a unique way. I see myself as a middleman. I am a middleman. I'm not a founder. I'll never be a founder unless God calls me on from living word to found another church. Pastor Renee was the founder. You can only have one founder, right? He was the founder. He planted the church. I'm, I'm not the planter. I'm the middleman. So the responsibility of a middleman is to look at where you came from, look at where we came from, look at our history, look at what God has done, and, and see how amazing it is. See the foundation, how great the foundation is, and think, how do we take what God has done and his faithfulness over 40 years, and how do we ensure... That what we have seen God do in the lives of our families, that that happens for my kids and for your kids and for your grandkids. What's going to ensure, what will help ensure that what happened then can happen in the future? And we're going to get to that later, what I believe will help ensure that. But this is why it's a critical moment. And I, I, I'm a middleman. I'm somebody that will one day, I will take the baton that was handed to me and I'm going to give it to somebody else. I'm going to pass it on, and hopefully, by God's grace, I don't pass on something that needs to be fixed and is broken because I made poor decisions, because I ignored our history, I ignored our past, I ignored God's faithfulness, I ignored everything that God had done, and I just kind of did my own thing, and I took it, and I, I blew the whole thing up and wanted it to be about me. I, got, I pray that that will never happen, and that I, as Pastor Nate was able to do, when Pastor Nate passed the, the baton, he passed it he passed it in a way that we're able to see and reap the benefits of God's faithfulness for over 40 years. And so that, that's my job. I don't know how long I'll be the middleman. As far as I'm concerned, I'm here until I die. But whatever the Lord has for me, I will do. But I know that while I am here as the pastor of Living Word Church, until I pass that on, I will be faithful to steward what God has given me to steward. But that's how I see my role is that I have inherited something in a leadership responsibility. Again, I don't, this is not my building. This is not my church. You're not my people. I'm a shepherd, and you are God's people. And so I've, I haven't inherited a people. I've inherited a responsibility to steward what God's given me to steward. Amen? So why, why else are we in a critical moment? We're in a critical moment because we live in a culture, in a time in our world, where the fundamentals of all that we believe will continue to be challenged. They they will continue to be challenged. They've been challenged since the beginning, since Genesis. What God said is true and right and good, the enemy was right there instantaneously to be there to challenge what God said to Adam and Eve. And that pattern, because the devil never changes, He has one tactic. He's a liar. He's a father of lies. And his goal is to undermine everything that God says is true. And that is only going to increase in our culture. And so I believe we live in a critical time in our world. That we we have 
to set the trajectory of this church in a certain way that will help ensure that whenever my kids and your kids and our grandkids stand in the middle of this culture, that they have a church that they can go to where they know that the truth is going to be preached. And they are armed with the tools necessary to stand in the middle of the battle. It is a war. It is a war over truth that we face. You know, what, what we believe and what we preach Sunday after Sunday, those that don't know Christ, those that don't follow Christ, those that, as Corinthians says, that, that the gospel is veiled to them, they're blinded by the, unbel- by, by the unbelief in their heart, but they're also blinded by Satan, that, that this gospel doesn't make sense to them. And whenever we define things clearly as being right and wrong and true and good and holy and just, and it doesn't line up with their worldview, then there's ridicule, there's hate, there is, there is, there is isolation, there is, there is a tendency because of pressure from the outside for us as believers to compromise what we believe in. And so that is only going to increase. It will only increase. It has been around, as I said, since the beginning, but it will only increase as our culture continues to adopt the world's standards. It continues to adopt the, the mindset of Satan and his ways. And so we're in a critical moment in our church, but in our world as well. I believe where we are as a church is because God's been faithful. But what, what will help prevent us? So here, here's one of my big concerns as a church. Is that I, I don't want us to drift as a church. You know, when, when we go and you look at, uh, in the book of Revelation, you look at chapters 1, 2, and 3, you see the letters to the seven churches in Revelation. And, and, and in those letters, especially the church at Ephesus, this is the one that stands out to me most, to, to, uh, the, the letters to, to, to that church, from Christ to his church at, at Ephesus, he says, you've done so many great things. You have stood for the truth. You have had great doctrine. You have stood up against the false teaching of the Nicolaitans. There was a f- false teaching going on during that time. And you have stood faithful. But then he says this, but I have this one thing against you. He says, you've lost your first love. And, and, and he tells and the Lord Jesus tells the church at Ephesus, he says three things and that you need, to, you need to repent, you need to return, you need to remember, repent, and return. You need to remember from where you've fallen, you need to repent, and you need to do the things you did at first. The church had drifted, they believed rightly about the truth. And I'm passionate about the truth, but, but we can't be so passionate about the truth that we lose our first love, the reason behind truth. And so, so, so churches can drift. What's going to prevent us from drifting into compromise as a church? What's going what's to help ensure and strengthen our resolve to faithfully preach the gospel in the middle of a hostile world? What will help ensure that our kids and our grandkids will have a church family to raise their families in? And I believe it's this. Here's the answer. I believe it's focusing on the fundamentals. It's focusing on the fundamentals. You know, so, so fundamentals are the basics, correct? It's the basics. So if I was going to talk to Brother Freddie as a, as a basketball coach or I talked to a football coach or a coach of any team, one of the things that I know, and I've been a witness Brother Freddie's practices and, and I've witnessed his coaching in games, and there's one thing that he's going, to, he's going to pound home to his players is that it's the fundamentals that matter. It's the fundamentals that we so easily forget. Is that not true? In my own children's lives, they forget the fundamentals of what's important. And so we have to remind 
them of the fundamentals. And the same is true for us as a church. What was it that that built Living Word Church over 40 years? What, what was it that, 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 that God used to build the church? It was the fundamentals of the gospel. It was the fundamentals of loving God, serving God, worshiping Him, hearing God's Word taught, being discipled in small groups, and preaching the gospel in our world. The fundamentals, the basics. I'm not here to, to, to reinvent the wheel. There's no wheel to reinvent. It's only one wheel. There's only, it's, it's a simple gospel message. The gospel changes people's lives. They mature through sound biblical teaching and they become bold witnesses and they preach the gospel wherever they go. That's the fundamentals. And that's what took Living Word Church from its founding and made it so powerful for 40 years. And that's what will help ensure that for years to come, the next 40 years, that we're continuing to, to do the same thing. It's a, it's a refocusing on the fundamentals. It's a refocusing on the fundamentals. So what are the fundamentals? If you say, okay, I, I've described a little bit of that, but where do we find, where do we find the fundamentals in Scripture? I, and I think there's, there's really one section in Scripture that describes the fundamentals for every church. It's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This is Jesus speaking, the Lord of the church. This is his church, so this is, he's the Lord of living word church. So this is Jesus speaking. This is after the, this is after the crucifixion. This is after the resurrection, before his ascension, and he's speaking to the first disciples. And this is what he says. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. He's saying, I've I've got the power and the authority. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's the purpose of the church. That is the fundamentals of what a church is supposed to do. We, are, we exist for the purpose of making disciples of all nations, teaching them what God's word says, and then, and, and, and then them turning around and making disciples. It's, 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 it's the fundamentals of why every church exists. And that scripture and these fundamentals are what has informed our purpose statement. And so I don't know how many of you know what our mission statement is at Living Word Church. Uh, and I've been saying it over and over again at different times. And if you go to our website, you'll see it. It's on the front page of our website. But our mission statement is this. And it's informed from Matthew 28. Living Word Church exists for the purpose of, number one, exalting Christ. Number one, exalting Christ in all that we do. Our goal is to exalt Christ. That's, disciples will not be made unless Christ is lifted up. Just people will not come to faith in Jesus Christ unless we exalt Christ. If we come here on Sunday mornings and it, it's, it's, about, it's just about the experience that we're going to have. You know, some people come and they come to church for the experience. You're not coming to church for an experience. You're coming to church to worship God, to exalt Christ. And so that's why we, got, that's why we sing songs that should exalt Christ. Christ, lift up his name, his majesty, his holiness, his goodness, his righteousness, his faithfulness. We worship God. We exalt Christ. And when we, when Christ is lifted up through song and through the messages, whenever messages that are preached and and, and those messages exalt Christ, then the gospel goes out and lives are changed. So, so everything that we do from the songs we sing, the messages we preach to the outreaches that we do, we don't just reach out in our community, to do good deeds. 
We reach out in our community so that Christ can be exalted. So Christ can be exalted. So that's the first part of our mission statement is that we exist for the purpose of exalting Christ. And then secondly, making disciples. Because we know when Christ is exalted, disciples will be made. Then, then and that is a part of our purpose. We want to see disciples made. And then, and then what do you do with those disciples? You want to equip them. You want to train them. That's what the Great Commission said. It said, you, you go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, and you teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. And so that's where the saints are equipped. Exalting Christ, disciples are made, then we train them. That's what happens on Sunday mornings. That's what happens in life groups. That's what happens, that's what happens when, when, with all the different areas, with men's ministry, with women's ministry, all the areas of ministry from our church. Believers are trained. They're equipped to do what? To exalt Christ, to make disciples. And believers are equipped to do what? Exalt Christ. It's a circular pattern. That's what takes place. That's, these are the fundamentals of what I believe helped the living word to be what it was. Christ was exalted, disciples were made, and believers were equipped. And that's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to exalt Christ, we're going to make disciples, and we're going to equip the saints. These are the fundamentals. We want to exalt Christ in everything we do. As Christ is exalted, people will become disciples. And those disciples will be equipped or trained to exalt Christ. But I want to say this. A vision statement or a mission statement is only as good as the plan you have to see that mission statement fulfilled. So this sounds really good, right? I can end right now. This is our vision for 2019. Exalt Christ, make disciples, equip the saints. Hallelujah, everyone go home and like, okay, what are we going to do? Sounds great. Good job, Pastor Ben. Telling us a bunch of nothing. Right? It's true. There's lots of churches who have mission statements, but, but you got to have a plan to take that mission statement and actually do something with it. you got to put plans in place. And so how are we going to exalt Christ, make disciples, and equip the saints? How are we going to do that? So what, what, this is, as we start getting to the nuts and bolts here, this is kind of what I believe um, is the nuts and bolts of what 2019 is all about for us at Living Word Church, is that we are, we are beginning right now to, to emphasize and articulate what we're going to call Living Word Church's discipleship pathway. Living Word Church's discipleship pathway. And so when everyone, when anyone and everyone comes to Living Word Church, what I, what, what I hope is, is that they will know that this discipleship pathway is how you get involved at Living Word Church. They will know that if you want to grow in Christ, that this is the pathway. This is, how, this is what Living Word Church is all about. They'll know our mission statement and they'll know that this discipleship pathway is how you become a part of the life of the church. And so they have the graphic up there. So this is what our discipleship pathway is. This is a core of who we are. And this discipleship pathway is informed from Matthew 28, which, is, which informed our mission statement. So this is our mission statement. is to exalt Christ, make disciples, and, and equip the saints. Well, how are we going to do that? This is how we do it. This is what we do. The first thing is this. Walking through the word in our Sunday morning gatherings. Walking through the word in our Sunday morning gatherings. That is one of the primary ways that disciples are made and equipped. It's through our Sunday morning gatherings as the word is taught. This is why 
we teach the Bible at Living Word Church. This is why I don't get up here. It's why Pastor Renee didn't get up there and just give you good self-help tips about how to have a better life. We open the Bible. We walk through the Word. We've been in Ephesians uh, starting in uh, around May or June of, of last year. And we're going to pick back up in Ephesians next Sunday. Ephesians 5.22, we're going to pick back up in Ephesians and, and, and we're going to do a series on marriage and family. And, and, and then that series on marriage and family will, will end and we're going to start in Ephesians 6 and we're going to have a series on spiritual warfare and prayer. But we're going to go through Ephesians. And then after we're done with Ephesians, we'll, we'll probably do a, a little topical series in between there, but we're going to pick another book. I don't know what book we're going to go to yet. We're going to pick another book and we're going to walk through the Word. As you walk through the Word, Every Sunday you hear God's word taught, you, you, you mature in the faith, you hear it taught and explained and applied to your life. So Sunday morning gatherings is a key part of being a disciple at Living Word Church. You know, some, some people believe that, that you know, I, being a Christian really is just, I can just attend once a month and, and I'll be okay or, or once a quarter. And I, I, I just want to say that, that really to, to be a part of the life of the church, it, 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 takes, it takes a commitment. Of attending, being around, being a part, submitting to the teaching of God's word, allowing God's word to be taught and you receive it, you, you hear it, you receive it and you apply it to your life. So this is the first element of being a disciple at Living Word Church is that you submit to the, to the teaching of God's word. Let's put the graphic back up. Walking through the word in a Sunday morning gatherings. Secondly, finding community. Now I just want to say this, this is not like a stair-step approach. This isn't like step one then step two, then step three, then step four. It happens all the time. It's like a circular pattern. This isn't like, okay, well, I check, I check off this off the box. I come on Sundays. Okay, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm not ready to go to step two yet. This is not what we're producing here. This is, this is a holistic view of what we would hope a life would look like at Living Word Church. That they come to church on Sundays, they hear God's word taught, and then they find community in monthly life groups. They find community in monthly life groups. And we have life groups here at Living Word Church. And one of the primary purposes of, of, of a life group is that you would, you would find brothers and sisters to do life with. You know, I know that you know, and I know that you need relationships within the body of Christ to help you live out this discipleship process in your life. That you guys, you have commitments in your life that you want to follow through on to obey the Lord. And I want you to know that you need community, godly community, godly relationships in your life that will help, help you stay accountable to those commitments you've made to the Lord. This is what life groups are for. And most of our life groups at Living Word meet monthly. And so we're going to begin as we start in this year, probably February or March time, we're going to, we're going to begin to reemphasize life groups, you know, speak life into life groups and, and start a, a new study. And we're believing and hoping that some of you sitting out here Maybe some of you, God's calling you to be life group leaders, and we're, we're, we'll start that process with you. But, but this, is, this is a part, how do you be a disciple in, at, at Living Word? You, you be a part of a life group. You, you, you find brothers and sisters that you can connect with. Don't just come and attend on Sunday. Attend on Sunday, but find people to do life with. that can hold you accountable, that can love you, that can pray for you, that can be there for you. So walk through the Word on Sunday morning. Find community. And, and find people to do life with in life groups. And then thirdly, the third thing that we're going to emphasize is we want to make disciples in weekly D groups. And the D in D groups stands for discipleship. 
And this is a new element that we're adding. This is something new that we're adding to Living Word Church. We're adding what's called D groups. And D groups are going to meet weekly. So here's the idea of a D group. Life groups are for doing life together. And there will always be a Bible study emphasis connected with life groups. But the main purpose is that 15 to 20 people will gather. They'll eat together. They'll fellowship. They'll study God's word. It's, it's community driven. It's fellowship driven. But a D group is a smaller circle of people. And we're going to separate it men with men and women with women. And it's going to be groups of three to five. And the groups will be led by discipleship leaders. You'll have a discipleship leader who will disciple Either two people or no more than four. Okay, you guys follow me? So groups of three to five, a a discipleship leader who disciples two to four men with men, women with women. And here's the purpose. It's being discipled in God's word. It's, it's, it's a little bit, it's, it's a little bit more intensive than a life group. It's more of a commitment than a life group. You are, you are saying that you want to dive in deeper to God's word and you want to be discipled and grown in your understanding of God's word. And we're going to set something up for you to do that. It's called a D group. And here's what we're going to do in the D group. This is the curriculum. It's the Bible. The curriculum is the Bible. And we're going to pick a Bible reading plan. And it's called the E100. So I think I have a graphic for the E100 Bible plan. You can find the E100 plan uh, in the Uversion Bible app. And we will also have printed versions for all the, for all the D groups that they can, they can have this as well. But here's what the E100 plan is. It's it's not a Bible reading plan that goes through the entire Bible, like a 365-day plan. It's 100 days. The 100 stands for 100 days, the E100 plan. And here's what you'll go through. You see all these headings here. You're going to look at the beginning through a bulk of Genesis. You're going to look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as we keep going through Genesis, the story of Joseph, Moses, and the Exodus, the law of and the land. You're going to look at the judges, the rise of Israel, the fall of Israel, Psalms and Proverbs, and the prophets. And by the time you're done with 50 days, you will have an overview of the entire Old Testament and some of the highlights of the Old Testament. And you'll have a D group leader, a discipleship leader, that as you're going through this, will help you walk through. I don't understand why this happened and what's going on here. And, and, and especially in the Old Testament, there can be some really confusing things where you need further explanation. And so you have a, as your, as a whole group is going through this reading plan, the discipleship leader, when they gather once a week, everyone will discuss, well, this is what I read. This is what God spoke to me. I've got questions on this. Can you pray with me about this? It's discipleship. It's going through the word and being helped to understand God's word. That's the Old Testament. Then the next 50 days will be the New Testament. We'll look at the living word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. John 1. Then we look at the teachings of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus, the cross of Christ. Then the church is born, Acts chapter 2. The travels of Paul, Paul to the churches, Paul to the leaders, the apostles teaching. And then we look at end times in Revelation. And you get an overview of the New Testament, 100 days, which, which equals five months if we meet weekly. So the D group, men with men, Women with women, groups of three to five, going through a five-month journey of the Bible, overview of the entire Bible for for five months. And so what we're going to do is, is starting in March, we're going to change what we do with our Wednesday service. We are no longer going to have worship on Wednesday nights, but what we're going to do is we're going to turn our Wednesday night gathering to a small group discipleship focus. 
And so because we want the D, group, the, the D groups to meet once a week, then what we want to tell you is once a week, for sure, you can count on that your group can come and meet in this building. And we got an 1,800-seat building. You can circle up in your groups of five throughout the building. You can go around the hallways. You can go in different areas, find your little corner, and you can do your D group study. And so along with the D groups meeting on Wednesdays, we will continue in our study of God's word on Wednesday. So we're currently we're in the Gospel of John. I think we'll be in John until probably July or, or August, June, July, August at the pace that, that we're going. So what we'll do is, is, is we'll go and continue to teach. So in the, instead of teaching here like we normally do on Wednesdays, we're going to teach in the fellowship hall. So everyone, because some of you, you're not going to do a D group. Some of you right now, you're like, you're checking that off your list. My prayer is that you wouldn't. My prayer is that all of you would be in a D group, but I know that's not going to happen. So some of you are like, well, there's nothing for me on Wednesday. Well, I, I got it. I got something just for you. We still will have something for you. We will have the Bible taught in the fellowship hall. And then also what, what, what I want to see is I want to see specialized classes taught on Wednesday night also. So that you might have a class on marriage seasonally, have a class on finances, have a class on raising kids, different subjects. But it'll be small group driven on Wednesday night. You guys follow me? Is it clear as mud? Okay. D groups. Walking through the word on Sunday morning. Finding community in our monthly life groups and making disciples in weekly D groups. And this is a commitment. This is a five month commitment. Five-month commitment of your life. Now, look, that doesn't mean you're, you're not going to miss weeks. Some of you are going to miss weeks, and, and, but, but that's okay. You just, it's, it's, it's a trajectory that you're starting on, and you're walking through God's Word. Some of, you, some of you have longed to walk through God's Word, and you've never really taken that step. I want to challenge you. Walk through God's Word in a small group. Some of you have longed to be discipled. This is an opportunity to have a mature brother or sister in Christ to take you by the hand and to help you walk through the Bible. To disciple you in your personal life. To hold you accountable in areas of your life. So here's what we, we want to do. On January the 20th, in the fellowship hall at 8.30 a.m., January 20th, not this coming Sunday, but the next, if you're interested in being in a D group, men or, man or woman, if you're interested in being in a D group, meet us there on January 20th, and we will talk to you about what it's going to look like, a little bit further detail of how it's going to work. Okay. All right, I'm going to be there on January 20th because I'm going to be leading a D group. And our pastors will be leading D groups and we'll have other leaders that will be leading D groups. So, guys, follow me. How, how are we going to ensure that the next generation has what we have had for 40 years? Focusing on the fundamentals. And what are the fundamentals? It's our, it's our purpose statement. Exalting Christ, making disciples, equipping the saints. And how are we going to exalt Christ, make disciples, equip the saints? We're going to walk through the word. We're going to find community in life groups. We're going to make disciples in D groups. And then lastly, we're going to impact the world through missions, outreach, and serving. And this is self-explanatory. The goal is, is that mature believers would serve, would, 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 would reach out. Would, would be a part of, of being going on mission trips or funding missions or being, having a servant's attitude is that we are called to impact the world. Impacting the world is, is, is using the giftings that God has given us for the furtherance of the gospel. Impacting the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ should be the overarching mission of every church. If all we do is gather on Sundays and walk through the word and all we do is find community and make disciples in D groups, but we don't impact the world, then we missed the point of all of that. 
We've missed the point. And then we, we, we're just this little bubble that we're okay. We, we just, we just, it's just us, and we're going to love on each other, but we're not really worried about the world. You know, that's not why we're here. We're here to be taught so that we can mature, so that we can impact the world. And our church impacts the world. But we want to see that increase. You know, I, I, I wrote down um, First Wednesday prayer on the 2nd. We were here, and we had the envelopes that we opened up from the previous year from our prayer request. We put new ones in there, and one of the first things that I wrote, I wrote down, I said that I was praying that I wanted to see more baptisms in 2019. I want to see more baptisms. You know, the public declaration of faith that we see in Scripture is water baptism. That's where people went public with their faith is they, they identified with Christ in water baptism. And it testified that they were, they, they were identifying with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. And I want to see more people. If you're here this morning and you've committed to faith in Jesus Christ and you've not been water baptized, get water baptized. It, it, it is commanded in Scripture. Christ was baptized. Follow Christ in obedience and water baptism and publicly declare your faith to your church family. If you're here this morning and you never place your faith in Jesus Christ, I want you to know that you can be forgiven of your sins. You can be free of guilt and shame. You can, you can go from a position of hostility before God to relationship with God in a moment in time by placing your faith in Jesus Christ and the work he did for you on the cross. So if that's you here this morning, you place your faith in Jesus Christ, you, 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 you get water baptized. Sign up for water baptism. That's my prayer, that more and more people will be impacted by the gospel and they will go public with their faith in water baptism. That's, what, that's, that's, what, that, that's the point. It's to teach, to train, to grow and mature, and to preach the gospel. The fundamentals of Christian maturity are for the purpose of living... Hear me. The fundamentals of Christian maturity are for the purpose of living lives that are credible testimonies to an unbelieving world. The reason you're to mature in your faith is so that whenever the world looks at you and sees you, you're credible. They see you and it is a testimony to the power of the gospel. That's the purpose. So here, here, here's what we want to do. There's kind of two, two challenges here uh, that, that we want to do. And, and the, the, the first one is this. Is we, we're calling this the Go Tell Challenge or the Go Tell Campaign. And notice it's the Cajun version. We could have put G.O., but me and Pastor Matt were talking about it, and he really fought for go tell. So, and I've mentioned this uh, back in October, I believe. The Lord laid it on my heart. And um, so we're going to do it, and we're going to start this year. So next week, Lord willing, next week or the week after, uh, after we get this contraption built that we're going to build, this is the go tell challenge. We're going to have something built on the wall out there by the Hebrew side. It's going to be four foot tall, approximately eight foot long, wide, and we're going to put ping pong balls inside of them. Okay, so you have a gap between the wall and the, the frame, and you'll be able to drop a ping pong ball in there with somebody's name on it. But here's the purpose of this. It's a visual aid for us, but, but here's what you cannot do. You cannot write down a name of somebody that you want to see saved. That's what the prayer wall is for. Keep filling that in there. We, we open up those papers every staff meeting as pastors and we read them when we pray for your needs. Write that on there. But what that go tell wall is, is a visual aid so that we can see in 2019 how many people we actually witness to. So you write a name down whenever you witness to them. 
And, and so here's what I think is going to happen. It's, what's going to happen is because that thing is so big, me and Mr. Levitz were talking about it. That thing is going to be so big, we're going to have like five balls in there after about like two or three months. Pop, I mean, maybe not. Maybe, y'all, maybe we're going to really get busy, but it's going to slowly build. But it's going to be a great visual for us to see the impact that our church is making. That every ball in there represents somebody that you have witnessed to. Somebody that you have taken the time to say, hey, can I tell you the reason for the hope that's within me? Can, can I tell you for the, the reason why I'm happy and I'm smiling and I'm joyful and, 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 and maybe I'm in the middle of cancer and disease and struggle and messed up marriage, but you see peace, you see joy. Can I tell you why I'm that way? Because of Jesus. So, so that's, what the, that's what the Go Tell Challenge is for us in 2019. And I want to give you a way that you can do it. Some of you think, well, I just can't do that. How can I make an impact? I, I, I can't talk to people. I'm embarrassed. I, I struggle with that. And, and it, as you do it more, it, it'll get easier. But we want to make it easier for you. Um, I, I, I mentioned these. Pastor Matt mentioned these last time he preached. These are invitation cards to Living Word Church. And on here it says, Welcome to Living Word. has a, the service times. And on the back it's got the address, the phone number, the website. And this is all, this is, that's all you need to do. Maybe you're at Subway. Maybe you're at Walmart, wherever you go. Keep, keep some of these with you. Keep them in your back pocket, women. Keep them in your purse. And when you see somebody, just say, hey, I just want to invite you to my church. I want you to come and, and experience what God's doing at Living Word Church. Some people are going to take it, and they're going to throw it in the garbage right after you leave. We can't control that, but some people are going to take it, and they're going to look at it, and the Holy Spirit's going to go to work. And, 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 and maybe it's somebody that's been out of church for a long time. Maybe it's somebody who doesn't know God. And God's going to use it. So we want to put something in your hand that you can use to impact your world wherever you go. And, and eventually, I believe, if you start doing this, you just start handing that out, eventually you're going to open your mouth a little bit more. Hey, I want you to come and visit Living Word Church because, man, God's awesome over there. And God's word is taught. And this is what God's done in my life. Eventually, you're going to have people waiting behind you in line thinking, when's this person going to hurry up? Because you went from just handing something to handing something and sharing your heart. That, that, that's what we want to do. We want to impact the world. Amen? Amen. Uh, you guys are excited about that. <laughs> the Go Tell Challenge. Okay. I want to mention this now. So we talked about our plan. We talked about our mission statement and our plan to fulfill our mission statement. And, and I just want, to, I want, to, I want, to know, want you to know that I recognize that I, di- I didn't sit here and tell you, okay, we're going to do this outreach and we're going to do, do this event. We're going to do this event because we're going to do all of those things. If we're going to impact the world, we're going to do outreaches. We're going to do events that are for the purpose of exalting Christ. But that's not what this message is about. It's not about me telling you all the things we're going to do. It's telling you the big picture of how we're going to do it. And you're, you're going to begin to see in the foyer and at the, the entrances, you're going to see that, that discipleship pathway on banners and flyers. And when somebody's a new visitor, we're going to hand them something that has that, that, that pathway on there. And so they will see this is how you become a part. We're going to drive you crazy with announcements about life groups and D groups. You're going to be like, I'm tired of hearing about this. I guess I need to go be a part of it. it, you, it that, that's what we're going to do. This is how you grow in your faith at Living Word Church. Amen? Okay, so, so that's, that's how we're going to do it. But, but I believe that, that God is raising up somebody that is going to bring leadership to those areas. And um, so here's what we're doing in February, on February the 4th, which is the day after the Saints win the Super Bowl. 
possibly. I'm not a prophet. My father wasn't a prophet either. I'm not the son of the prophet or a prophet, but uh, I'm a Saints fan. So, after the day, after the Saints win the Super Bowl, uh, Matt Carnes is going to be coming on staff at Living Word Church, and he's going to be, amen. He is coming into the position of executive pastor of ministries, executive pastor of ministries, and this is what Matt will bring pastoral leadership to. These are the areas. He's going to bring leadership. He's going to continue to bring leadership to men's ministry. He's been faithful for that for six years. Uh, he's going to continue to do that. He's going to bring leadership to our growth track classes. These are the classes that if you want to be a member of Living Word Church, you want to serve at Living Word Church, you go through, the, you go through our growth track classes. And so he's going to continue to bring leadership to that. He's going to bring leadership to the life groups. He's going to be the one that... That, that, that works with me and we'll work together to, to put out the content for life groups. And he's going to meet with the life group leaders on a quarterly basis to bring vision and direction and to help raise up new life group leaders. He will bring that leadership to life groups. He's going to bring the leadership to D groups. He's going to be the one there on January 20th talking about D groups and casting the vision for D groups. He's the one that's going to meet with the D group leaders. We're not just going to ask D group leaders to lead D groups, but he's going to make sure they're doing okay. He's going to meet with them quarterly, make sure they're okay. Can I help you? How, how's your group going? And he's going to help raise up new D group leaders, bring vision and pastoral care to the D groups. He's going to bring vision and oversight to all the volunteer ministry leaders. So if you're a volunteer ministry leader, he's, he's going to be the one that you go to. You have questions? You can talk to me, but please go to him first. Go to him first. Go to Matt Carnes. Matt Carnes is your man, and he's going to He's going to work with you. And then if it's something that he can't deal with, well, then you come and talk to me and, and I, I, we'll see what happens. But he's going to bring vision and oversight to all that area, to the volunteer ministry leaders. He's going to bring vision and oversight to paid staff at Living Word Church. Um, and then he's going to preach as needed on Sundays and on Wednesdays. And so that is Matt Carnes' role as executive pastor of ministries. And I am super excited about what God's done in Matt Carnes' life and how God has raised him up. Matt, you've, you've, you've been here for, for how long now at Living Word? So you are one of those kids that has grown up in Living Word Church. You are a result of intentionality with the fundamentals that has produced what you see here. And so now he's going to help make sure we have intentionality with the fundamentals so that 40 years from now, his kids and grandkids, if the Lord tarries, will be at Living Word Church doing the same thing. Amen? 2019 is a year of establishing articulating and implementing a focus on the fundamentals of, of what makes living word, living word. This is who we are. This is what our mission is. And this is how we will accomplish it. This is who we are. This is what our mission is. And this is how we will accomplish it. Ultimately, as we close here, everything we do at Living Word Church comes back to the first and primary part of our mission statement, which is what? Exalt Christ. Everything we do ultimately comes back to that purpose. And it's kind of summarized in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 through 5. It says this. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. And I, Paul, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God in lofty speech or wisdom. What he's saying there is I didn't come try to convince you by my intelligence because I had it all together and I wanted you to listen to me. I didn't come that way for I decided to know nothing 
among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So that your faith may not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. That's why we exist. That's that, and that, that's, that's, that's what I proclaim to you. I don't come to you with wisdom and, and great skill. I come to you with weakness and fear and trembling. But I, I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. And we're going to preach him every Sunday. We're going to open the Bible and we're going to teach it every Sunday. And we're going we're gonna to see you. Some of you have never been involved in life groups. You're going to get plugged in. Some of you, you're, 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 you're going to deepen your understanding of God's word through D groups. And all of you, my prayer, is that you'll make impact in your world for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? God, we thank you for the vision that you've given us as Living Word Church. God, help us, Lord, to never forget where we came from. Never forget what you've done. You have been faithful for over 40 years. And we know that you will continue to be faithful. Lord, our desire, God, is that, is that we want to continue. We want to continue to be faithful. To do what we're responsible to do. And that is to be faithful to preach your word. To be faithful to make disciples. To be faithful to train believers who will make an impact in this world. Lord, help me and help the leaders of this church, Lord, to, to fulfill that mission that you've given us. And Lord, we want to see the impact of the gospel spread further and further in our community. Not just through our church, but through all the churches that name the name of Christ in our community. We want to see the gospel move forward. But Lord, use us. Lord, we want to be used. God, use us. Help, help our hearts to be full of compassion for those that are around us. Help us to not be blinded by our busyness and our schedule. Lord, help us to see that those around us that are veiled in darkness, deceived by the enemy, that they need the gospel. It is their greatest need in their life. Lord, help us to be captivated by that reality. I thank you for the congregation here at Living Word. I thank you that you placed people here for these purposes. And I thank you, God, that they're going to grow in their faith. And that together, Lord, we will fulfill all of your plans. This is your church. We are your people. And we do all that we do for your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.